Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. Today we're going to be focusing on one of the best fantasy tales ever told, and that is The Hobbit. The Hobbit naturally builds up to The Lord of the Rings, and we'll get to The Lord of the Rings a bit later in future episodes of the podcast. So, starting off with The Hobbit and the Desolation of Smaug. What I really like about The Hobbit is that it brings in the as many people from the original cast as it can, bearing in mind the the time difference between the end of the, the film to the beginning of The Lord of the Rings. But it also brought in the original director and screenwriter, and that was Peter Jackson. The music, again, was um, composed and produced by the same person, and that was Howard Shaw, who absolutely nails Middle Earth with his musical scores. Um, the Hobbit, initially Peter Jackson wasn't, um, my understanding is he wasn't initially on board with the project, but as production progressed, they managed to get him involved, and I'm really pleased that they did. Although the Hobbit films aren't regarded any better than the Lord of the Rings films, in fact, some people would say they're quite a bit down on quality. I think it's great that they got the as many of the originals back that are plausible, such as Ian Holmes for... Um, portraying, obviously, Frodo uh, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> Elijah Wood has a few cameo appearances, and Andy Serkis, obviously, Gollum, at 100% Gollum. Nobody's going to be taking that role off of him anytime soon. And Ian McKellen as well, which is great, because I, I love Ian McKellen. I think he's the, he's the kind of actor that, I don't know about you, but I would certainly invite around for a dinner party if I had that opportunity. The Hobbit has a runtime initially of 169 minutes and it was made on a budget of two, well, 200 to 300 million dollars for the budget. Now, I'm not 100% sure if that includes all three films. For that price, I would expect it to. It did bring in, though, a box office of 1.17 billion dollars worldwide. So, Quite a hefty return there on uh, that initial investment. Anyway, here are some uh, trivia points from The Hobbit that you might not know about. The Hobbit movie, An Unexpected Journey, was released in the same year that the book, The Hobbit, was celebrating its 75th anniversary since publication. It's not uncommon in prequels to have characters reprising their roles from the original series of films. You've only got to look at the MCU and Star Wars to a degree, how they've tried to incorporate up-to-date characters in older movies, well, movies set previously. Now, they did try this with Viggo Mortensen in The Hobbit. They asked him to reprise his role for Aragon for some scenes and some of the storylines. Fortunately for us, and I do think it's fortunate for us, Viggo Mortensen declined the offer to reprise his role of Aragorn because the character of Aragorn does not actually feature in The Hobbit. However, the character is later referenced in The Battle of the Five Armies and I believe it's the scene near the end of the film where Legolas is actually sent off to track down a, um, it's not a marauder, it's an outsider, a, like a huntsman, <laughs> I've forgotten the uh, the terminology, but he's actually sent out to track down Aragorn and befriend him for the future events that would later be seen in The Lord of the Rings. So there you go, Viggo Mortensen turned down a cameo appearance for The Hobbit. 
One actress who did return from the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy was that of Kate Blanchett. She reprised her role of Glandriel, which is kind of fitting because she is an elf and elves don't age and they're kind of like an immortal species. But did you realise that although she featured a small part in all three of the Hobbit films, she was only on set and filmed all of the parts that she needed to in eight days. So not bad for a week's worth of work, or just over a week. Fan favourite Orlando Bloom, unfortunately for The uh, Hobbit and An Unexpected Journey, would miss out on this one. His character does not feature in this film and this is the only Lord of the Rings related movie that um, Orlando Bloom does not appear in as Legolas, unfortunately. Traditionally, prequels don't normally perform as well as the original series that they were a prequel to. However, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, outperformed both The Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers at the global box office, grossing more money than those two films did. The Hobbit essentially is all about how the ring, the One Ring, comes into Bilbo Baggins' possession. And naturally enough, we're introduced to the character Gollum, although we already know of Gollum from the previous set of films. His catchphrase, though, that he says about my precious is muttered 12 times in The Hobbit. So, as with other films in the Lord of the Rings franchise, 12 months later after being released, they, the second one in the story comes along, and that is The Desolation of Smell. Continuing the journey, journey, it's a journey now, it wasn't a journey, it started off as a journey, now it's a journey. Now imagine that, the unexpected journey. <laughs> uh, I don't know why my lips didn't react or respond there, but there you go, it's actually a journey, not a journey. Um, yeah, moving on, the second film in the series is of course The Desolation of Smell. And this was released 12 months later on the 2nd of December 2013 at Los Angeles. That was when it premiered, um, but then it went on to premiere and be released on the 12th of December 2013 in New Zealand. And then on the 13th of December in the United States. Having, having a runtime of 161 minutes. Now, bear in mind, these runtimes are purely on the theatrical release. I will be speaking about the extended editions in another episode of the podcast, so don't worry, I will cover that as well. Made on a budget of 191 million to 250 million, so I guess the previous assumption of the budget being 300 million for The Hobbits, An Unexpected Journey, was was inaccurate. I think all the uh, the films were made on this particular, with an individual budget, sorry. The box office takings, though, for the sequel were $959 million. So a bit down on the previous film, but still a really good amount to be taken at the box office, given the fact that it only cost you, say, $300 million to make. So you're making three times your money back. So anyway, here's some things that you didn't know about the desolation of Smaug. Orlando Bloom is going to be synonymous, I think, with his character of Legolas. But did you know that during the filming of The Desolation of Smaug, Orlando Bloom performed all of his own stunts? Now, I'm not sure if this is related with Orlando Bloom performing all of his own stunts, but in The Desolation of Smaug, this is the first time that we see his character, Legolas, actually cut himself and bleed on screen. Now, whether or not it was a cost-cutting exercise, 
and I'd be surprised if it was given the fact that the Lord of the Rings films are made on substantial budgets but rather than use helicopters for some of the overhead and aerial shots they actually employed and used drones. As far as I'm aware no member of the Tolkien family have appeared in the Lord of the Rings franchise up until this point. In The Desolation of Smaug J.R.R. Tolkien's great-grandson Royd Tolkien has a cameo. Now in order to view him and his role within the film you'd have to watch the extended edition of The Desolation of Smaug. You'll then have to wait until for the scene in which the Gondorian Rangers are dealing with the dead body of the Witch King of Agmar. He, um, J.R.R. Tolkien's grandson that is, is portraying one of the captors of the um, Gondorian Rangers. I don't know about you, but I really like Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor. Some of his roles have been really outstanding and I love the way he'll portray Doctor Strange in the Marvel Universe. However, he also portrayed the uh, voice and the character of Smaug in The Desolation of Smaug. I didn't realise though until I was investigating the, uh, the trivia for this episode that he was a big fan of The Hobbit and his father, Timothy Colton, I believe, would actually read him The Hobbit to him quite regularly as a bedtime story. I really love it when an actor or actress gets so wrapped up in the character that they come up with unique ideas and unique ways of making that character appear more believable or give it a specific aesthetic on screen. Benedict Cumberbatch is no exception and it was actually his idea to write and read the uh, which the necromancer's black speech backwards and then have it edited so they reversed the footage so it was then played forwards so you could understand what he was saying in order to make it sound more demonic and unholy. Thank you so much for listening to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. If you're uh, interested at all, I do do a YouTube channel which is same as what I cover here on the, the podcast but in smaller bite-sized pieces. Videos are generally about four minutes long. Um, I also have a TikTok channel where I release content on a daily basis and again it's movie trivia but more focused on the actors or actresses of some of our favourite movies and of course it's pop culture as well. Um, so yeah thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you're able to please do leave me a comment and get in touch with me on whatever preferred platform you're listening to me on. If you can't leave a comment or get in touch with me with your preferred podcasting platform, then why not contact me via my website at wayneblinko.com, W-A-Y-N-E-B-L-I-N-K-O.com. And I look forward to you, to you, you know, people getting in touch with me and telling me what you think of your content or leaving a comment on YouTube. And uh, yeah, you can also suggest things to me. I'm open to movies and pop culture news that I haven't covered yet. So uh, if there's something that you feel that's missing from the channel, then please do get in touch. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget to come back next week where we will be continuing the trivia journey of Lord of the Rings, where I will be talking to you about the Battle of the Five Armies. I'll also summarise the Hobbit trilogy before going on to the next trilogy of films, and that is, of course, the Lord of the Rings. So thanks again for listening and uh, stay tuned for some more content. And I will be back next week. Cheers. All information in this podcast episode is researched by myself, Wayne Blinko. I use various websites such as IMDb or official websites from 
actors, films or film studios. Thank you very much.